0: Hey guys, it is Dr. Brad Poland here on the Strong Docs podcast and it's going to be a solo episode tonight. Dr. Blake Reed has some things going on right now and I'm just going to have to be able to wing this by myself. So what we're going to be going over tonight is how you can progress strength training into a low back rehab rehabilitation program. I know in the last episode when I, did, uh, when I was talking, we talked about one, Rehab 101 and that's just a general progression for rehabilitation for any musculoskeletal injury, but now I'm going to be emphasizing what you can primarily do for low back pain. So, from my background, I was an athletic trainer and then I was also a uh, certified strength and conditioning coach for a few years before I became a chiropractor, transitioned out to St. Louis to Logan University and got my doctorate that way. And then throughout that time, I've, I've taken seminar classes. I've had great instructors, great professors who gave me some tips, tricks, and some other great uh, physical therapists, chiropractic physicians who I've shadowed throughout the years. And all and the one thing I've always taken away from that is that there's always more than one approach, but they all seem to kind of do the same thing. So what that basically means is that no matter which way you go, you're going to really see benefit. But this is kind of what I like to do, per se. And you can maybe take it or leave it as how you could use that towards your patient population and then see how they respond to it as well. So, of course, from my perspective, when we talked about the last episode, I do a full functional analysis, I'll do a movement screen. I like to see uh, how well their body is moving, going into a squat, from a hip hinge, a deadlifting position, anything of that nature. Uh, and that's usually in the idea of like an SFMA functional exam. And then I'll start going into challenging their bodies in certain DNS poses. Uh, so DNS is dynamic neuromuscular education. It is, it was made famous in the Czech Republic, uh, from the Prague school of rehabilitation. And it's gained national, it's gained international attention in the early 2000s. And they utilize, um, Neuromuscular pathways to force rehabilitation based on embryological and baby development. So, what that essentially means is that you'll put someone in a position that should be easy for a three-month-old to get into. So, my uh, essentially like a three-month, uh, three-month prone position. Excuse me, sumo, uh, three-month supine position is essentially a dead bug. And how can they hold diaphragmatic breathing, embracing while po- while pushing themselves through that movement phase? So what I've noticed is that whenever someone comes in with a hot low back, once you rule out all red flags, like cardioquina or some sort of metastasis, a triple A, and usually it's like a disc issue, Uh, could be a joint, could also be muscle like multifidi. Uh, But once you rule in the cause of what the, the actual issue is, then you can progress from there through your range of motion exercises, such as William Flexion Series, McKenzie Extension Protocol, and then you can also... Do a distortion, derangement, and see how they will respond to that new range of motion that you're implementing, in addition to uh, other techniques like spinal manipulation. And then from there, I usually start to identify core stability issues. So if they have a rib flare when they have their shoulders up against the wall, or if they can't maintain it during a, a wall sit, or a floor sit, or a wall angel, anything of that nature... That gives me an idea that we need to address core issues such as diaphragmatic breathing, core stabilization, bracing when I go and when they finally progress into the strength training phase. So I always like to go into that approach with McKenzie uh, protocol, maybe Williams flexion if it's indicated, such as like if we're dealing with spinal and then always have them start with some sort of DNS protocol, like like a three month uh, supine position with like a dead bug, and then challenging them with diaphragmatic breathing exercises. And then from there, I like to progress into the next phase of rehab, which we'd already discussed, is gonna be like your muscular endurance and hypertrophy. And that's where we're gonna transition them into more complex issues, maybe having them go into a side plank or then potentially even to a bear pose while holding it, extending arms and legs out to provide more neuromuscular um, information for their bodies. And then another thing that's very important that I've seen great benefit from is going to be rhythmical stabilization. Now, rhythmical stabilization is basically you're pushing or giving external stimuli to someone's body. And when they do that, they're going to be moving around trying to maintain and stabilize that joint. In a way is that if you have your arm out in front of you and someone's pushing your wrist back and forth and you're trying to not let that wrist move at all. So rhythmical stabilization is a good way to further enhance neuromuscular drive and muscle coordination that you can use for further performance activities once you get to the power phase of rehab. And then from there, I also like to try to progress them into some sort of load. So once we establish range of motion with McKenzie extension or Williams flexion series, I like to progress them then to maybe a squat, a hip hinge, make sure their body is fully moving with no such of defects, Or derangements that we may notice during our assessment and then see how we challenge them with load just with the initial barbell 45 pounds and then slowly progress them from there and i always like to do the uh, mcgill's big three however though i'm starting to slowly uh, see clinicians slowly start to taper away from that rehab protocol not to say that's not good it means absolutely phenomenal but it's been well noticed that incorporating activities of daily living and how you can load that structure is going to be more beneficial, like going into a squat, going into a deadlift position. Those kind of activities are really going to be huge. And then once you progress to a power phase, you can then progress into maybe some sort of Olympic lifting, like cleans, snatches, jerks, etc. So – What I like to do primarily is once I've established some sort of range of motion, then we start to load them. I want to stress them with DNS exercise protocols, right? So whenever I have them, I want them to brace with diaphragmatic breathing with or without a belt and then maintain that position while we do eccentric negatives or then even progressively move our way up um, into pauses. And those are going to just really determine what your end goal is. So if you're looking for a more quicker adaptation to strength, doing eccentric negative lifts are going to be really beneficial for you. But if you want to maintain tension inside the the body while you're holding a lift, then maybe those pauses are going to be where you really want to go. And of course, it's clinician-based, and it's really what you feel like is going to be your huge niche and how you can adapt that to a program. Now, of course... I can't undervalue the importance of spinal manipulation. And Dr. Reed and I are gonna go over why spinal manipulation is actually essential for a rehabilitation program. So I won't spoil the goods from that point of view. But I really can't emphasize how important it is to get rehabilitation into the protocol. Because if you give someone a spinal manipulation, Yes, you're doing a lot of physiological benefit to them. However, though, you're really missing out on a great opportunity to further enhance their recovery time and even add to new attributes that they haven't even noticed that they may obtain before. So to help, kind of help summarize what we just talked about, is that with low back pain, you want them to start doing some sort of breathing activity while increasing range of motion. Because increasing range of motion is going to be huge once you start progressing to weightlifting activities like squatting or deadlifting. And then it go again going against that derangement, as in with the McKenzie extension protocol or a warming well flexion. And then that core stabilization we're talking about is going to be more of diaphragmatic breathing principles, not breathing with the chest, breathing through the belly, and then able to maintain intra-abdominal pressure while still diaphragmatic breathing. And then again, going into that DNS principle of maybe a three-month uh, supine position with a buck to kind of help them further enhance and challenge the neurological system. And then from there, you can go through the entire progression of DNS into essentially the McGill's Big Three from the side plank um, and then going throughout the rest of the protocol from six month to 12 month, and then going from that way as well. And then once you get them into a bear, you can start adding some sort of rhythmical stabilization on their extremities to see how well they'll be able to maintain that adaptation. And then once they get to uh, one year of standing and squatting perfectly with no issues like a butt, butt wink with dorsiflexion activities being hindering that that movement pattern, you can start progressing them to some sort of load. And that's going to be in the form of deadlifting, squatting, and then making sure that they can have proper hip-hinging activities so their hips, the glutes are firing, and not necessarily their spinal erectors and hamstrings in opposite ordering succession. And then finally, I think what would be really beneficial for everyone is, of course, find another activity that you will love to do. And so I always like to tell my my uh, patients, you know, if you love to go swim, I want you to go swim. If you like to go on walks, I want you to go on walks. Because being physically active has, one, been shown to reduce many heart disease-related risk factors. But in addition, it's also been shown to reduce pain. So just by releasing that sweet dopamine whenever you start exercising is going to do you a whole world of good. And that's what we want you to do whenever you're in sort of pain. As always, I like to say motion is lotion, and I want to keep it that way. So the more you move, the better you are off. Okay, so that's all I got for you guys today. This is Dr. Brad Pullen from the Strong Back Stocks. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day.